Welcome and you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. We are up to week number 88, I think, from memory, and we've got an absolute cracker this week. We're going to be talking about networks and the value of networks. You would have heard some of these sayings before, and I can assure you that they are true. As much as we like them, as much as we dislike them, you will have times in your life where you will see this play out and you will think, hmm, that is exactly what is going on there so let's get into it the title was your network is your net worth brackets apparently happy friday luke you might have heard this saying before your network is your net worth and you might have thought that it's some sort of throwaway comment what about if they don't know you they can't flow you or perhaps it's not what you know it's who you know from what i've seen as much as we may not like it at times these sayings are very true and we will all see this play out throughout our lives and probably even use these sayings. I think a lot of times people can be dejected by these things, i.e. you might go for a job, someone else gets it, and the conclusion that you come to in your head is, oh, I was never going to get that. It's clearly, you know, that person knows that person. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that sucks when it works against you, but we're going to talk about it in this. We want to start flipping that so that that is working for us. Sometimes these things can work for us and other times they can work against us. Ultimately, you need to build connections over time so that you can get these things to work for you. Of course, there are sayings about how we are the sum of the people we spend the most time with as well. This seems pretty relevant too. Why would you spend all of your time with people who aren't adding any value to your life? That might sound harsh, but as I've said before, it might be worth starting small. Start the process by creating and curating your Instagram and social media feeds so that the content serves you and lifts you up rather than taking your time and attention away from things that could be helping you grow. Every year, I've been lucky enough to spend time with people whom I have benefited from the information that they've given me or the things that they've taught me. This isn't rocket science. It is simply that people who help us grow help us become more valuable and often this ends up increasing our net worth. Net worth again, assets minus your liabilities. As an example here, My girlfriend, for instance, asked me uh, a couple of things that I would invest in at the start of the year and I've passed on some information and I actually put it on Instagram a little while ago and I took out, you know, it was a a chat that we were having back and forth which is basically like this year is sexier than Heartland, which I always bang on about Heartland this year, the bank, um, and she's done pretty well out of that. But out of the the share that I told her to get into, I think she's made 100% return. Now that's an example of me learning something and passing that information on and because of who she knows getting closer to somebody with that right information she's then been able to make a decision and that has increased her net worth now this happens all the time and this is what we're trying to do get around people that are going to lift us up and become more valuable eventually we start to outgrow some of the friends and things that we have that's completely fine that's just life you can still stay friends with them But if you want to find new people that are going to challenge you and maybe they earn more than you, they think differently to you, they think bigger than you, they understand things that you don't understand, try and get around them because that's literally going to bring you up. It'll increase your value, it'll increase your knowledge, and eventually you'll see your assets, less your liabilities, i.e. your net worth, increase at the same time. Now this might be a good time to think about where you are working, or whether you are working, oh whoopsies, I put where instead of weather. Damn it, I bloody proofread this one in the sauna. And my phone was about to burst, so I just punched it out. But, you know, I'll make mistakes. It happens. Key is not to run from your failures. Just admit them and carry on. Now, 
this might be a good time to think about whether you're working on your LinkedIn connections and building up a network there. Now you're going to go, oh, I don't need LinkedIn, I can't be bothered with that, oh, I don't want to do that shit. Suck it up, listen, because there's a very big point to this. Now, I have solved countless problems for myself and my clients by simply posting this. Hey, does anybody know somebody who can help with? Insert problem here. Literally last week, I went on there and I said, hey, I've got a client who needs to find investors with over $2 million. Can anybody help me out? I got a direct message, got very minimal engagement on the post, but I got a direct message from someone and they've messaged me this morning and they've said, mate, I've spoken to your client. I think we can do something together. Your client is now flying down to see me next week in Christchurch and I'll let you know what progress we make. If I didn't ask, I don't know, but I've added value to my client and to this other person, and hopefully they can do some mutually beneficial business and everybody will be happy. But it starts with actually asking for help. You don't know until you ask. First you need to start building your network so that you can actually go and ask. Now LinkedIn is beautiful because if you need help and you, and you tell people you need help, often you might not be connected with the person that can help you, but you might be connected with somebody that knows somebody that is able to help you. And they will comment and tag them and say, hey, could you help with this? This is no different to Facebook, Instagram. Hey, can you please help me with this? Get comfortable asking for help. Get comfortable having people help you solve your problems and you will go a lot further, a lot faster in your life. Start by building up your network. Now, you don't know when you may need a prior contact from earlier in your life. So find a way to stay connected with them over time. They just might unlock the door that you need opened. I still keep in touch with my bosses that I've worked for um, and, and I'll speak to them every now and then. And sometimes I think, oh, they've had experience in that. I could, I could ask for their help. I've asked my previous boss for uh, accounting help where I've been a little bit stuck and he's been willing to help me still. So, you know, don't discount the people that you've connected with away uh, along through your life. There's a beautiful hack in LinkedIn if you do use it where you can link your Gmail or your email provider up to your LinkedIn and it will go and it will try and find the people that you've had something to do with and it will say, hey, you're not, you're not connected with this person, would you like to? And you can go through and add those people. So if you're using that in a business or if you've got a role in any organization and you use an email platform, you should be able to link it up to LinkedIn and then go and see what people that suggest that you should be connected with based on the emails that you've sent and, and received as well. So don't uh, overlook that. It's a little, little known hack, but it's, uh, it's a very good one to stay connected if you want to take some of this stuff seriously. Sometimes it's worth swapping out how can I solve this problem for who can help me solve this problem. So who not how and who rather than me. Why do you have to be the person that solves the problem? Who can help you solve it? People love helping other people. Again, you need to be brave enough to ask. I had an email this morning back to this email and they said, hey, this is our situation. I don't know if you're the right person to ask, but um, this is the solution we're looking for. I said, hey, congrats on your situation. I'm not your guy, but I copied him. Uh, Mikey, who has got mortgage performance, and you would have heard me mention Mikey before, and said he might be able to help you. If not, he might know someone. And now that person's on the journey to finding some of those answers rather than just reading the emails and going, okay, I'll carry on. Now, I don't want people to just be emailing me every week saying, oh, Luke, can you help me do this? That's not what I'm saying. But it's a good example of someone going, right, I know I need to take some action, and now they're looking for the right person that's going to be able to help them. Now, this goes for you too, wherever you're listening from. Find ways to add value to other people's lives. So doing good things for people stacks karma and credit in your favor. And if someone asks about you, they'll remember what you've done for them and that type of person that you are. 
people remember the way you make them feel. And if you do good things for someone and you make them feel good and they feel good about you, if someone was to ask you, hey, what's that person like? They're going to call on those moments to retrieve the data of how you've made them feel. So doing good things for people is a really good thing to do. And I mean, do it genuinely, you know, because someone's going to read this and just start posting on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff, just going, help me with this, help me with this, help me with this. You know, at some stage, you've got to balance the world back out and actually make sure that if someone wants help, you put your hand up and go, you know what, I can help you with this. I've talked about this before. I think that everything sort of like lives in a balance and an equilibrium. If you start taking the piss too much, you'll find that it stops working or you'll find that, you know, you'll, you'll overuse it and things will start going against you. So be mindful, but start by connecting with the right people. Start by connecting with everybody that you've had something to do with or that you think you may in the future and actually look for ways to be able to help other people. What's the point of being so selfish and just about yourself going, I'm just going to do everything that suits me? You know, eventually, if you want to scale, if you want to get bigger, if you want to achieve bigger things, you're going to need help. You don't go to the bank and go, oh, well, fuck you guys. I'm not going to borrow from you to buy my house. You're like, help me buy this house. You do it then. So why not find ways to ask for help along the way, but also help people that need help around you? And you'll see the the momentum of that, and you'll start building a snowball. And if you do that over a long period of time, you'll start to see things come back in your favor due to what you've done. Today or this week, I've got a big event next week and I have uh, a rich lister, let's say, get in touch via one of his employees and said, hey, Luke might want the front of our race publication to put a, uh, an advertisement about his event on. Can you get in touch with him and see you know, if, if, if they want to do that? And of course I do. Now, if I hadn't have done things for them previously or added value to their lives, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be getting in touch to offer me that. You know, they're trying to add value back to me because they've seen the value that I'm adding back to their lives in different ways as well. So, you know, this stuff starts to go back and forth and then, you know, always follow that stuff up with a thank you. So I got his number and said, hey, Luke here, really appreciate that, means a lot, et cetera, et cetera. You know, go well, see you soon. So never, if someone offers you help, like never take it for granted I see so many people so often where they'll accept help and then they're just like, okay, well, I got what I want now. Off I go. I don't think you're going to win people and connections over for a long time if that's how you treat them. You know, so have some respect. We gave out uh, hampers towards Christmas time. No one replied. We gave three, sent three around the country. They all said thank you when they were applying to, to get one. How many people do you think emailed back after Christmas and said, hey, we really appreciated that? Well, it's the... 14th of January, unless I haven't, uh, the email's been stuck in the North Pole, I haven't seen them. So, you know, if you get given help, fucking be grateful for it and actually show your appreciation for it because people remember, you know, and they'll stack those things against you. Now I'm tarred by those three groups that received that. I'm like, wow, they didn't, they couldn't even take 15 seconds to write a quick email to say, or send a photo perhaps of, you know, what they did with that. So, See how you can change some of those things in your life slightly by just giving a little bit more. It doesn't have to be money. You could be giving praise, gratefulness, thanks, appreciation. You know, give when you can, as much as you can, and you'll start to see that things come back to you uh, on the other side. Now, remember as well that New Zealand is a small country, and when you start getting down into industry sizes and then you're into smaller, lots of people, and then you're into a company level, then... 
you know, you're, you're, you're bringing in, well, you're looking at a smaller amount of people and there's a, a very high chance that someone will remember or know you. So basically, don't be a dick because it could cost you in the future. What I'm saying is if you work at one organisation, say you work at a bank and you're an absolute arsehole and you're being a dickhead and you think, well, I'm going to go to this different bank and no one's going to know me and, you know, I'm get to start from absolute scratch. Well, that's not really how it works in the real world because there's a high chance that 20% of their employees at the new bank used to work at the old bank and they still keep in touch and they go, hey, what do you think of this person? They're like, oh, yeah, he's a real asshole," And you're like, oh, really? We've got an asshole in the team. So just don't be a dick because eventually it will cost you somewhere in your life. Now, life is built on top of relationships and that is why it's important. So invest some time into the ones you know are going to be important to maintain. If you want to link up with me on LinkedIn, you can do that. LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash Luke Kimmies. Uh, there's a link in the bio or in the email, sorry, in the blog, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy to be connected with you guys. I'll be looking out for things that you guys want help with. And if I can help with that, then, and I've got the time to be doing it, well, I'll be having a crack at it. So, um, you know, start this process if you're not using something like LinkedIn and start to build up your online valuableness, if that makes sense. Enjoy your weekend. Love from Luke. I didn't actually put love from in there, but a few guys. P.S. You're one of 5,107 recipients. Is there someone you can forward this to? I would love it if you could help me get this in front of more people, whether you put something on your social media uh, or forward this podcast to someone that needs to hear it. Did you know asking is sometimes all it takes to find the answers we need? Why are people scared to ask? Well, check out this book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I read this last year, absolute cracker of a book. I don't know how old it is, seemed pretty old, like real weird cover on it, pinky kind of cover, almost looks like a gypsy type book or something, but it's called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. If you want to learn more about asking and actually getting comfortable asking and breaking down some of the barriers of why you might be scared to ask, then check this book out. It will yeah, it will change your life if you can increase your ability to ask for help. Uh, this could be one of those books that really unlocks a lot of chapters for you. So check that out. And the the summary is just getting comfortable asking and actually understanding that, you know, once you start building a habit of asking, you'll start to see the results that come back because you're actually willing to do it, not just hope that things fall in your lap. I tried that for years. I've tried that for a decade. It's real. It doesn't work. It sucks. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So at some stage you have to ask and, hey, what's the worst you get is no. Well, why don't we like no? Because we feel like we've been rejected. We feel like we're going to be alone. We feel like we are, are, are being removed from our friends and our peers and it's embarrassing and that's human nature not to want to feel like that. But really, it's just a no. It's transactional. Strip all the emotion out of it. Stop uh, thinking the way your brain's hardwired to think. And then carry on. You'll be uh, off to the, the next yes. Right. That has been uh, an episode on networking. I started writing that probably after I sent out the last one. Thought, oh, I'm going to talk about networking and your network being a net worth at some stage. And uh, it probably took me maybe only 20 minutes to write that one. So uh, hence the couple of spelling mistakes and words out of place in there. But I think a very, very important lesson and something that I spend a lot of time doing is continuing to build my network and and enjoy uh, figuring out how I can add value to people in my network. I do little things like if I have meetings with people, especially for the first time, you know, I'll drop them a text after to say, hey, I really enjoyed that, you know, because it's just honestly what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, if I'm thinking this, I should tell them. And people love those little touches like that. So 
don't overlook some of those things that you might be taking for granted. Perhaps you're really good at building relationships and uh, perhaps maybe you, maybe it's really hard for you. So if it's really hard for you, then go and study some of the people that are good at building relationships and figure out, okay, what are they doing that I could be doing? Uh, or if you think there's people in your team, your business that are massive suck-ups and you're like, fuck, I hate people that suck up. Like, figure out what it is about that that, that pisses you off and figure out like, what, maybe maybe you're, you don't want to be like that. That's cool. Find your own version of doing that. Maybe it's by showing how valuable you are rather than having to suck up and, and throw other people under the bus, just get shit done, do it well, and that might be your type of motto, and that's cool too. But make people known, make it make it known to people that that's how you roll. Hey, this is how I lead. I lead by getting shit done. That's all you have to say. And people are going like, "Wow, okay." And then they're going to expect that from you, and that's what you're going to deliver, and that's what they're going to see in you. They're going to remember, "Oh, that's the person that that leads by getting shit done." Right. Here we go. I was uh, doing some thinking this morning as well. I put something on Instagram last week, oh no, earlier this week, about how can we get keep the change in front of more people. There's some really good suggestions that came through. I put that question on Instagram, and I know uh, this isn't my main thing, right? So I'm not, I can't 100% focus on it. If I 100% focused on it, I know that I would do a number of the things that I currently don't do, um, which may sound like I'm making excuses, but once you start having multiple projects, you start to understand that you can't really do them to their maximum potential because you're focusing on a number of different things at any one time. So I still have to balance that with this being my outlet and my way to be able to add some value back to different people that want to learn. And ultimately, if I'm doing that, I'm going to be happy. Um, but so there's things that I don't do that I probably should be doing or know that I should do if I wanted it to be bigger. Um, but I was coming from an angle of wanting to, like last year, I would have spent over $10,000 of my own money easily on Keep the Change, getting it in front of people, getting people signed up, getting the podcast in front of people so that you know that it's there, uh, and that could be how you came across Keep the Change. So that's me deciding, instead of putting 10 grand to the stock market, for instance, I'll put it into this project to help it, uh, to be able to help you. And I think that's how we end up having a better economy and a better uh, lifestyle for a lot of people if we get some of these things right. So that's, that's worth it to me. But what I was thinking I might do is I've got my Google Drive with a lot of lessons in there and there's, I don't know, nearly 100 documents in there for people to read through and previously people have paid for access to that and there could be close to maybe 60 people that have, so nothing ridiculously high. Uh, And then I keep the change night school with maybe 25 people in there and that's really valuable and thorough. I've got videos, got activities, all sorts of things to do. And I'm looking at that going, well, actually... These are underutilized assets because they're good assets, but I'm not doing enough to try and sell them or encourage people to buy them. I'm just like, no, they're there. If you want to buy them, that'd be great. I then use the money to decrease my $10,000 cost, um, and you know that sort of subsidizes that, but I haven't sold enough for it to be able to do that. So now I'm coming to the realization, well, actually, maybe I get comfortable going, right, I allocate 10 grand of my money a year to help this grow, and I don't need to be selling these uh, products and things to try and bring some of that money back. I think that'll that'll definitely happen in time, but I guess uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably remove the paywall and let anybody access that stuff so that they can work through night school, they can go through some of the lessons that they want in the Google Drive, maybe we open up the Facebook group, people can get into there. If you use Facebook, you can ask different questions, you can link up with different people, you can post some things you might be having challenges with or some wins that you're having as well so we can all celebrate them. Uh, But I might use 
those assets to reinvest back in to keep the change so that more people can do more learning. So keep an eye out for that. The risk with that and the downside to that is that when people don't pay for things, they take them less seriously. Now, what I've noticed in my business with Next Advisor is that as we've charged people more, they've had better results because they're more invested in their success. So that's what I don't like about going, hey guys, here it is, it's all free, is that often people don't necessarily take all of the value from it that they should because they're like, ah, I'm just trying to get to the end of it. You know, it's a free course anyway. It doesn't really matter. If you paid a thousand bucks for it, you're like, fuck, I need to get 10 grand worth of value out of this because I paid thousand dollars for this and you're going to do the shit that you're told to do. So be mindful of that. Whenever you accept free things from people, are you wasting your time? Are you wasting their time? Are you actually taking the value from those things um, that is truly inside them? There we go, another lesson for you there. See, this is the beauty of listening to the podcast rather than reading uh, is that I get to go a bit deeper on some of these things and the things that I'm thinking about, but could you? Could I write an email this long, uh, 20 minutes? I don't think people would read it, but uh, if you don't subscribe to the email, I would love it if you could because it allows me to sort of track the progress of how many people have it. Maybe you just open on a th- Friday, sorry, and then come and listen to the podcast, that's fine. But it's there to be a reminder as well that, oh, that's right, have I thought about money and my finances this week and what am I doing in that space? So keepthechange.co.nz if you would like to subscribe to that. Better still, give it to somebody else to sign, sign up to and we can continue to put financial literacy and education in front of more people. Have an outstanding weekend. I will see you next Friday.